Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and to another episode of Eternal Champions. I am your shaper and host, Michael DeLeon. Joining me today, we have the solitary champion, Captain Darnum Han, returning from his walkabout, played by our very own Vash. That's right. Reports of my demise were greatly exaggerated. So wait, you didn't go to a Bevelo and slaughter thousands of those horrifying creatures only to come back and, you know... See, that's what the, the man wanted to think. What passes as their woman folk? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was more of a Conan the Destroyer as opposed to Conan the Barbarian, so it was me. Wilt Chamberlain was there. There was like a weird horn demon goop thing <laughs> that I ripped the horn off. It was a whole, it was a whole process. Did, was there a crossover cameo between your parallel of uh, Red Sonia? <laughs> where well, I'm, where I am basically Darnum, but it was someone else entirely. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Darnum, but uh, uh, Arnum. Yeah, Barnum. It was it was huge. I was played by Hugh Jackman. <laughs> he was a very jovial folk singing many tunes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah. But folks, if you do enjoy, uh, if you've never read the Conan the Barbarian uh, stories, what I recommend you doing is look up this gentleman by the name of Robert E. Howard. If Conan isn't your thing, but you're into some demon-slaying Puritans, I recommend uh, Solomon Kane. Also made into a very, actually not that bad movie. And the director actually is supposed to be rumored working on a Red Sonja movie as we speak. Hmm. Well, that's news to me, ladies and germs. Oh, you didn't know that? I did not, but now I'm glad. I'm glad oh. to heard it. Yep. So, if you uh, did, you ever watch the Solomon Kane movie? Was that the one with um, uh, what's his face? Uh, 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 uh. The guy who looks James like uh, Yes. There we go. Yes. I'm going to say yes. I think I did. Then again, the okay. fact that I don't, I'm not remember for sure, shows how much that left an impact on me. Well, let me double check to make sure we're correct. I might be. Because I, I get him in that, uh, what's his name, Carlisle confused? Robert Carlisle? Is it Carlisle? I think it's Robert Carlisle. Let me see. Hold on. From 20, uh, 28 months late, like 28 weeks later? Yeah, I get him and him confused. Because they look very similar to one another. So it is starring uh, a great difference. Yeah, James Perfoy. Yeah, you're 100% correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, James Perfoy plays uh, the lead role of Solomon Kane. It actually serves, the cool thing about this is it actually serves as an origin story as opposed to like being a adaptation, if that makes sense. Because if you read the Solomon Kane stories, very little is actually hinted at his origin. You get little bits and pieces, but never anything that says this is definitively it. Oh, all right. So it's Hollywood's wet dream. So they can be as flippant as they can with source material. <laughs> See, that isn't, I mean... Now that I know that, I'm tempted to rewatch it. But now that I know that, I know I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy it as much as I should. It's like you know what? Oh, because as much as like, man, this is pretty cool. But I know this is what the what the what the text is describing. Because a lot of this is stuff. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Everyone. <laughs> yes, we are here to roll some dice and hopefully kill some. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, well, no, I mean just hopefully roll some dice. Uh, but if you enjoy tonight's background music. It was produced by Michael Gelfi Studios. 
If you enjoyed uh, what you heard and you want to incorporate into your own live play podcast or just introduce those elements to your personal games with family or friends, you can also acquire these tracks at michaelgelfie.bandcamp.com. That's michaelgelfie.bandcamp.com. Hope you enjoy. Now, on with the show. Eternal champions united to defend. Eternal champions, they thwart the fateful end. Joining forces to combat the godlike enemy. Eternal champions, rewriting destiny. All right. Last time on Eternal Champions, our champions Myrthal and Valak journeyed to Abevalo after interrogating the traitor Udil. There, they left Udil in the care of the King in Crimson, also known as Emnembato, where he was forced to live out the worst days of his life, mentally suffering from such anguish, while also being exposed to excruciating physical pain as well, whatever that may be. <clears throat> There, they gathered the boons needed from the Great Devourer, as well as the as well as Sithis, Lord of the Black Lake, or Leviathan of the Black Lake, rather, and returned to the Blue Mask afterwards. There, Myrthal and Darnum conversed with one another, where Darnum was informed of what transpired with Myrthal, and that Myrthal, not Myrthal, sorry, with... <laughs> Mirthal told me what Mirthal did, but no. Yes, Mirthal's like, Mirthal did this. Third person, <laughs> dissociative identity disorder. It's a bitch. No. Um, uh, I'm not that kind of doctor. I can't fix that. Yeah. <laughs> Mirthal informed Darnum of what transpired with Udil, and that Udil was now currently in some strange vegetative state, as it were, or catatonic oh, state is actually the more appropriate term, within the other, one of the other three remaining Briggs of the Blue Mask. And that is where we will pick up things. Captain Han, you are in your captain's quarters, sitting upon your desk, strewn across before it are a variety of different maps of the realms that you have visited, as well as one extra realm that you have not, but was provided to you by your chief navigator, Son Per. Or first mate, rather, uh, Son Per. All right, just pouring over the information. <clears throat> Is there any way to discern any kind of correlation between the areas we've been to? See, I'm going to see if I can at least suss out a planet, because considering that uh, I don't know if they got any more information out of Udil as to what Calgary's plans are or where he might be headed. See if I can suss out so, any kind of pattern that way. So they never, they weren't able to ascertain any future plans. What they were able to find out from Udil was that Udil was giving basically knowledge as it occurred. Right. Not like, hey, by the way, this is their plans, just kind of almost like a, a one-way uh, recording device of sorts, where if he was with you guys, he Calgram knew what was going on. Gotcha. If Udil was not in sight, then there'd be no you idea. You didn't have to worry about that. Okay. All right. And um, but when it comes to but when it comes to trying to ascertain some sort of connection. If you would like, give me a survival roll. Oh, nice. Let's see what we got. Mm -hmm. Survival. Hey, 13 on the die. Plus 17 total. 17 total. From what you could see, from where you've been, 
to where these events have transpired when it came to you're looking just particularly for Calgrim, right? Yeah, for anything Calgrim or any of his associates. Even if it's something that could have, I'll say even if it's something that could have been a Dr. Narod plan that while, you know, he's been removed, you know, it could still be out there. That could be either utilized by Calgrim or claimed by us that we can read, you know, we can repurpose in a way. If that and makes what sense. you can ascertain, oh, go ahead. No, no, I just want to say that can be in a way, you know, whichever makes sense. So from what you can ascertain, you, your group has been fairly proactive when dealing with this Calgrim threat. Uh, let me actually play music. <laughs> you know, and you made a point to let us know beforehand to remind you to do it, and I completely forgot. No, it's, it falls on me. Should I, ultimately, I should be the last line of defense to remember to play the music. Um, but when it goes back to Calgrim and what you're able to find, your group has been very proactive in dealing with this Calgrim threat. From what you can tell, you have dealt with every known chess piece aside from Calgrim and recovering the missing urns. So Mur- you know Mirth is off the table. Mirth is gone. He died, and it came at the cost of Aiden. Narad is dead. You discovered everything that went on with Narad, and the notes were taken by your compatriot, Astraeus, to study at his own personal abode, as well as the remaining original fluid, or ichor, that was used to create that artificial ichor that you guys have been facing throughout your journeys in the Idyllian realms, as it were, or Idylla realms. Captain Han, what would you like to do? Well, <clears throat> let's see. With that, with everything in mind, I suppose maybe the, the best course of action would be to uh, let's make our way to Zenosha, see if I can grant, grant myself an audience. See if I can, or at least very much get myself an inroad to make to get an audience so we can try and get this bounty off my head. Okay, so you're going to be heading to Suladar. Yes. All right, perfect. Let me pull up the map for Suladar. You know the capital as. There we go. So you will be pulling up to the capital city of Dreskill. Uh, Dreskill resides within the convergence of three rivers. The three rivers in particular are those coming from, or rather, one river going out to the sea, the ocean, on the what is considered the western coast of Suladar, the nation. Uh, one coming from the mountains of Nassin, which is more of a desert region. And then you have one, or rather, the other river going south, heading towards the southern part of Suladar. Dreskill, the actual capital, is located within the center of those three rivers where they converge. Okay. So, you inform your navigator of going to Dreskill. Your navigator sets the coordinates and immediately heads to there. We're currently moored in Freyord, so anyone who doesn't know where you're going, they don't know where you're going. Oh, but, but I would say before we go, 
to make sure all of our food stores are in place. Not only just the food for the crew, but the special section that we now have to assign to make sure Valak is fed. That has been taken care of uh, previously within the days prior. The food was replenished as well as Valak's own private stock of salted meats and even spirits and kegs of ale perfectly reserved for Valak himself. <laughs> now that I know that's, that's the thing that needs to be done. And then I'll, I'll say separately, I'll have, to make a, I'll have to make a mental note to expand to expand that lot to also include all the hounds that now, that now, that now stay with us as well. That's going to be all separate to make sure the crew is fed before anything else is touched. Well, sure you only have two hounds on currently. Two fully grown breaker hounds. They're about five foot wide by seven foot length. They're right. They're quite monstrous looking. From what you can tell, Aster seems to be taking care of them. And then the other two breaker pups are still pups. You know, they, they don't eat much. They're only about the size of like you know a typical Labrador puppy. Okay. At this current state. All right. So nothing. I won't have to. I won't have to, to panic at this point. All right. Not yet, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, don't worry. These things will be cute and adorable forever, right? 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 <laughs> right? It's like that uh, Anakin and uh, Padme meme. <laughs> yes, exactly. These things are going to stay small, right? 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 <laughs> Actually, there's like 15 of them. You don't realize they breed like rabbits. Now. Why'd you, why did you make them both girls? <laughs> no, anyway. <laughs> All right. I think Jurassic Park, you make them both girls, that way they can't procreate. Nothing back now. Yeah, but then you find out, because they use frog DNA, they're able to swap their sexes, and then, oh, there you go. Damn it! Damn it, Hammond! No. Oh, man. But, uh... I hope they never remake those films. Well, from the way those go... Anyway, let's get on the road. Suladar, Yes. So you head to Suladar. It's going to take about a couple hours before you get to a different realm. Is there anything you'd like to do in that time, or are you just looking to rest? I'll say, how long is... Let me double check one thing, because I'll have to ask a very quick... Well, a very, like, it's an important question for me. Is how exactly... Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. That's it, that's it, that's it. Where is it? Oh, it's moved to the bottom now. Uh-oh. So, is it that... Okay. So, exactly, how long have I, have I, has Darnan been awake at this point? I would say since the events that transpired with Udil, it's been about a day. So, if you take... It's up to you to decide whether you actually decide to take a rest or not. Yeah, sure. I, was, I want to make sure I get a, at least... A, like a, at least one long rest in before yeah yeah you've definitely had enough time to get a long rest in you were able to you know if you wish go about your daily routines un unabated as it right, were so- because while Mirthal and um, Valak were handling what was going on with Udil as well as in Abevalo you were just tending to your ship so yeah I would say that would have been it's been you know it's been Udil disappearing Udil disappearing and everyone disappearing aside to my knowledge until they get back, it's been you know, business as usual. Make sure yeah, pretty much. Well equipped. Make sure we're all well stocked. Make sure Sopper isn't beating anyone senseless. That is, if they're not in the no. ring, you know, basics. She's, you know, what? Actually, funny enough, give me an insight check with Sopper, or rather, what's your passive insight? Oh, my passive insight. Let's see. That would be nineteen. Oh, oh shit, nineteen. 
I haven't looked at it in forever, but yeah, no. Yeah. I'm rather I, I with need to, I need to be better with asking about that. So you guys can avoid rolls, if possible. Okay. You notice that there's a bit of a morb expression onto her face. Wait, what kind of expression? I'm sorry? A morb expression. She's got the morbs. <sighs> Even when I'm by myself. <laughs> So she's me- <laughs> uh, when I go to when I when I so I would say I guess during the shot I'll just go I'll go go track her down pull her aside for a spell. Okay. So, Easy enough. <laughs> what is it that you would like to ask her while in her melancholic state? So uh, no, just uh, just uh, how how are you holding up? How are you doing? Seems to be a bit um melancholic all of a sudden. Or at least as far as I, um, at least as much as I've noticed, it's nothing to worry yourself about. It's just personal stuff. Uh, don't worry; it, it won't affect how I perform on your ship. If, well, if that's what you're concerned about. No, as more more than just the first man, I would imagine as a friend. If there's something troubling you, you could at least let, you can let me know. I can help resolve that issue for you. It's. It's really not something you should be bothered with. It's okay. To be honest, it's... It's nothing. You'll see Darn kind of... Kind of like... like you know, squint his eyes a little bit. Kind of furrow his brow. Now, look. I'm not going to press any further, any further, but I do want you to know. The door is always open. If, if, if there's anything I can do, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to say anything. In Persuasion roll. Oh, okay. Persuasion. Oh, yeah, that's a bad stat for me. <laughs> but a I'll good bad. number. So that's a 17, but it's a minus one, so it's a 16. Oh, still, still good. Still good. Do you have anyone that you miss, Captain? I, I, you know, it's funny. If I, I've been on this ship for how long? I've known you for how long? Helped you get this ship, or, well... In some way, I I, I I don't know if you have someone. Oh no, I do, I do, but you may you may not remember, but I am married. I haven't seen my wife for a few years now. Part of our it's part of our training, part of our part of our like emotion towards like the, the I would say the, the numerous tattoos that she, I'm sure she would notice at this point that it's part of our yeah. tradition that. Even though we may be patrolled, we may be united in one way that the journey, the journey that the journeys we're on, have us separated for a not inconsiderable amount of time until we both find what we're looking for. But do you ever think about seeing her? Oh no, constantly. There was a period of time while I was when I was in Zenosha that the thought in my mind was track her down and just find out how she is. I want to see how she's how she is, how she's feeling, but then push came to shove, I realized with what we're dealing with, with what we're coming across now, the best thing that we should do is to keep her as far away from and I just motion towards motion towards all from all this as possible. What if that's not what she wants? I mean, that's 
that's true. That is a fair point. But I'd rather be wrong. And she's and she's safe, relatively well, relatively safe wherever she is. Then, right, and I'd pull her into something that could get her get her in harm or killed. Like the whole thing with Narod's place. I, we find I find out that he that he's cloned her. That means she's had a run in with him. Who knows what he did to her? I'm she's I'm still I'm told she's fine, but. Who knows what could have, what could have, like what I could have, could have triggered in her? What could have, could have set up with her? The place went up, and then the place pretty much exploded. What happens if I, if she didn't get out in time? That would have been on me because I, I put her in that situation. The whole thing with the sure shots, like there's a whole group of people who were gunning for my head that I had no idea about. What if I walked her into that? I was like Bralik and I, we were, we were prepared for that. We barely got out with the skin of our teeth. And as you can see, we're 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 not uncapable. <sighs> I don't want to leave the ship. It's just I. Let's just say there's someone, someone who's recently here, and it brought up some old things and. They're not on the ship anymore, and I, I, I wish they were still on the ship. And I, I kind of want to see if I can bring them back. But I also don't want to leave the ship right now, because I know you need me here just as much as you need everyone else. I have a like I'll say Shaper. I have like yes. I have a stinking suspicion who this might be, but I would like like, like try to like if Darnum can like. Like if Darnum can recall exactly, or at least piece together who she might be talking about. Darnum is no dummy. Yeah, he knows. He, I'll let you, the player, decide whether Darnum knows who this person is or not. All right. So, like, you see Darnum kind of like just kind of like his eyebrow, like he cocks an eyebrow very quickly for like a moment. And it's, well, this person, whoever it may be, do you know where they are now? Sort of. I, I know how to find them. They're not that difficult. And, well, unless I checked, I think one of you guys commissioned him to find someone for you guys, I think. Which means you know they'll have to come back, right? Well, you guys technically found the guy he was looking for, so maybe? I I don't know. You know, you guys did pay him the half to start the search. You guys just finish it, so he may never come back for the other half. Is this? Uh, and I'll say uh, we we can walk and talk. We can we can we can circle the deck or bridge, you know. And this, right. and this walking across the and this person <laughs> and this uh, person, do you, are they known to leave a job half done or at least not collect their payment? If they're expected to do a full job, no, not at all. No, it's kind of one of the things well, I like about them. Stands to reason, you have a chance to uh, to have that conversation once they return. To make up, you know, make up your mind one way or the other. Give me a D one hundred roll. Oh, okay. But give yourself advantage and add fifteen points. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Shit, ninety five plus fifteen, one hundred ten. How much? One ten. One ten. <laughs> you feel your relationship with uh, Son Per has deepened, as such. While on the blue mask, if she's an NPC that is readily available in combat, she will expend, if you choose to do so, 
a reaction to take one point of one hit of damage, like you know, an attack for you. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, so mark that down on your character sheet. Um, it expends a, a reaction on her part. Okay. And then you trigger it though. Okay. Yeah, but it's only on the blue mask, or if she's a part of your venturing party, as it were. She looks back at you, smirks, giving giving a slightly, uh, revealing that vampiric tooth. Thank you, Captain. Uh, I appreciate this talk. I was like, well, don't thank, yeah. don't thank me just yet. I mean, nothing. Uh, you haven't, uh, this person hasn't quite returned at the moment. No, but... If I know this person, he'll be back. And she goes off smiling, a little bit more jovial, shredding away and no longer holding onto the morbs, as it were. God, this, 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 there's one thing. Darnum can get rid of the morbs, but Vishon can't. <laughs> I can't escape it. Wait, Darnum or Vishon? No, Darnum got Darnum managed to, managed to ditch his. <laughs> I can't. Damn it. This is everyone's been wondering, what the fuck is this morb shit? I recently found a like a post pertaining to Victorian slang. And apparently Victorian slang had something to do with the morbs, and it had to be someone who was in a prolonged, like melancholic state. So anyone who's in a melancholic state you could describe as of the morbs or having of the morbs. Oh man, wait till you wait till we get to Alataria. Oh. <laughs> Where the whole setting's Victorian inspired. Why I, I do say you are of the mobs, I know. I, I am completely Why can't I get I'm completely it never at, ends. At the whims of the mobs. Sony is having a Alright, alright, alright. Sonper walks away and heads below deck. Alright. <laughs> Uh, anything else you would like to do, good sir? I don't think. I don't, is anyone else having any problems I can advise on? If not, I think we can we can move on. <laughs> As you can see, there's there's there are no problems. Like the crew is handling themselves. Uh, Old Tongue is still at work, making sure that the you know the enhancements to the ship that you have requested are going through without a cause. You do hear the typical him throwing at a wrench and Wilhelm scream. Uh, Every time that happens, Darn just just winces and stinks. We're like, ah. Yeah, you just hear, ah. Every time you hear that, it's like, hmm. It's like a Pavlovian experience. Medic! (laughs) (laughs) But no, there's nothing else as it pertains to the ship. The crew seems okay. They're in good spirits. And uh, it seems like the only thing that seemed to have shaked them quite recently was more Valak's appetite rather than the current experiences. It seems that your successes when dealing with um, <clears throat> Narad has actually bolstered their morale. Yes, killing that old man was the best thing I could have done for this group. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't know that. They only see. They only saw Narad as the maniacal scientist that created these horrible machinations. Right. So, so yeah, I guess yeah, no, everything's, everything is copacetic right now, so we can we can make we can make the we can cross the realms and make that journey. Okay, and oof! Flash forward two hours later, you arrive in the capital of Dreskill, 
you floating, or rather, your ship banks on the eastern side of it. No, sorry, the western side of this large castle that seems, and this city, almost like Minas Tirith, built around this tree that is hundreds upon hundreds. Almost this tree is about almost the size of a mountain, tall. And you have this city built around it with a castle standing upon its zenith. Right. Let's find a place. Let's find a place to dock it. If Sonper would be willing, just feel just come just come along and join me. What was that? If Sonper is willing, I'd I'd ask if she can come accompany me as as someone as someone oh. of of the vampire. She may have some more insights as to you know what to deal with, full paws to avoid, things like that. She's more than, after your recent discussions, she's more than happy to join you. You easily manage to find a port. The Blue Mask docks upon one of the western sky ports, as it were. There are a couple sky ports rather in front of you, and a couple, two more behind you that are empty. And, you know, there seems to be a healthy amount of sky ships that have decided to make port here. But, you know, for the most part, it's not dead, but it's not overly too busy. It seems like a very steady flow. All right. Before you depart from the Blue Mask, Sunpur does hand you what looks like a cloak of some kind. I recommend you wear this if you have a bounty on your head, and if these are the individuals that placed said bounty on your head, Captain, they're going to be out to look for you. And I don't know the, the actual details behind it, but if it's a shoot first and ask questions never type of situation, which are usually my favorite when I'm not on the receiving end, this might be the better approach. All right, understandable. Is it going to be, uh... I'll just throw the... Do I need to cover the face or anything? Would that be too, would that be too much? No, no, no. It just... It has a hood. So you should be fine. Just let me take lead. I've, I've been to Dreskill... In a couple decades, but not much has probably changed. I hope. Uh, right. And where are you looking to go exactly? Well, I'm not exactly sure how one goes about gaining an audience with the, with with any of these any of these kind of noble houses. I kind of stumbled into the lot into the, when I was in Valru. I kind of just stumbled into looking out and finding someone. Let me let me handle it. I former champion and all. It goes a long way, and if the individual who's in charge of this kingdom is the individual who placed the bounty on your head, they'll respect such a lineage. Right, and uh, you wouldn't happen to understand that this uh, any the tongue of the scalebound, would you? Tongue of the scalebound, of uh, a little bit. Okay, so draconic is not my best, but. Uh, here and there. Well, I can commu- I can speak to you in that so as to throw <sighs> suspicion in case anyone gets too close. I mean, Stoneborn, speaking Stoneborn, you can figure, you can figure yeah. out. Stein is Stein does tend to stick out. It's a big guttural. It's not spoken frequently here. Um, do you do you happen to know Eldekin at all, or Elden, the the Eldekin speak, or no? I could, I could fake it. Let's stick with Draconic. That might be the best option. Oh, yes. right. <laughs> yes. The, the Scalebounds, they have a good history with Suladar. All right, then. If 
follow me, uh, wear your hood, I'll keep mine down. And it is the monarch, the reigning monarch, that you wish to seek an attendance with, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Is that correct? Yes. All right, follow me then. And so she leads you out of the skyship and through the city, or rather the, yeah, the city of Dreskill. And as you begin to ascend, you notice a myriad of shops, everything from blacksmiths to a variety of Aetherium, <clears throat> armament uh, purveyors of those types of wares, alchemists. You actually see what looks like a plague doctor of sorts tinkering with potions, and when he realizes the potion gets a little too volatile, he throws it, and as it hits, the glass breaks, and it hits the stone edifice of the wall behind him. It just dissolves and leaves this pockmarked remains consuming whatever was there. Is there anything you want to keep an eye out for as you're ascending Suladar and trying to reach the peak? Well, that that in particular caught my eye. It's like, I'm going to make it... If, okay. if not at mental note, like, out like out and out, just point out to Sonper to remind me to stop there. Keep it in Draconic, but remind me to stop there. Okay, so in Draconic, you let her know you're looking for the shop name in particular? Yes. Okay, the name of the shop is the Plucked Crow. The Plucked Crow. Plucked Crow. And the symbol, if it helps you remember the symbol of the shop, it looks like a, it's a raven and a feather, like a solitary feather above it. A solitary feather above it. Got it. Yes. Okay. Alright, I don't know if there's anything else. Let's see. There's anything... I don't say any place with any food stores, any exotic meats. You know. Oh, e- easy enough. Are, are you looking for particularly butchers in particular? Yeah, we'll go with butchers. Yeah, it'd be nice. To, I'll, okay. I'll surprise everyone with some because you know there's like the stuff that we normally get or stuff to be you know, So it's like I'm looking for stuff that you can only find here versus. Hmm. Okay. Give me. Okay. So, give me a perception roll with advantage. Okay. As you're ascending. Jesus, that was a natural one. I need, I, need, I, need, I need that bonus. I mean, it's 11 now, but that's 11. 15 total. 15 total? As you're progressing further and rising up, you come across this one... It stands out to you because, unlike the rest of the shops in Suladar, where they definitely have this touch of Eldican elegance, this almost forced finery to it, you see a shop that just stands out because it is as authentic to itself as possible, and it's called the Hogwash. The Hogwash. All right, I'm all right. The I'm Hogwash. In. And what you see, it's a it's a butcher shop, and the sign is at least to me, it's comical. It looks like a pig, right, being thrown into a like a, a metal basin of water, with suds and water like popping out as it hits. Nice, nice. I like I'll nudge Sonper in the arm and just and just point that out. Not bad if you're if you're looking for a bite to eat and you're looking for someplace that's not going to jip you on prices. It, it, and she's saying this in Draconic. It's definitely a place to go. All right. So if things go well, we'll stop there, and if things go poorly, we'll stop there and I'll eat a lot. Well. <laughs> I, I do recommend if you're going to get anything, it's 
personal, or maybe if you want to spoil the group, I recommend picking up some Razorback links. They're absolutely delicious. And you know... Well, hmm. Oh, yes. Give me a nature roll with... Again, nature roll with advantage. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Spitting on a 13, dirty 20. Dirty 20. I'll let you decide whether you've experienced Razorbacks or not. Razorback is basically a type of wild boar creature. They're called Razorbacks because they have spines on their backs, this hard chitinous material that literally cuts through bramble, and they're used, they use it as a defense mechanism against predators. But the meat, if you catch one of a full-grown, and you've heard stories, only stories, you haven't seen it for yourself, but you've heard stories of some of these Razorbacks getting to be about, probably about a quarter to almost a third of the size of the breaker hounds that you've seen. Oh. Yeah, so only heard of, but you know that the meat is, it's very delicious if you're able to get one. We're definitely getting But they're very dangerous to hunt if you're not prepared. Which means it's all the more delicious. Um, yeah. I would say, I would say, you you could probably see at Darn's eyes eating that meat right now. As we're, as we're talking, like, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. I mean, we gotta focus. He's like, you're leaving a trail of drool and spittle. <laughs> it's just like if a homer just drooling. But like, yeah, mm, donut. <laughs> captain, captain, what, what, what? Like, captain, wake up. We have to keep going. Yes, that's right. The whole people trying to kill me, bit. Got it. Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. Before it turns into another, you want, your, you don't want the interview. next meal to be your last meal. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> If, I know you're here to kill me and all, but let me just take a bite of this first. Okay. As you're ascending, is there anything else you would like to, any sort of type of shop in particular you're looking for that oh. you would keep an eye out for? I would say if there's any considering the conversation Sampar and I had had before we got here, if there's any mm-hmm. kind of bookshop, any kind of, you know, things like those. Like, I won't go into it now, but just to keep, just to keep an eye out for one. So the uh, when it comes to a bookshop, there there are several now. When you're looking for a bookshop, are you looking for something that is of antiquity, or are you looking for something just your run of the mill? I can pick up a, a a dime store paperback type of thing. Let's go with antiquity. Antiquity. There is a bookshop that does catch your eye. It's referred to as Alabaster Books. Alabaster Books. Okay. And unlike the other shops, the sign for Alabaster Books isn't anything that screams, like, you know, comical. It's literally just a sign that says Alabaster Books and has what looks like an, like a semi-open book. Nice, okay. <clears throat> anything else? I uh, know. I will say that's about it. We can just no, no more distractions on this end. We can just we can make our way there. Okay. As you begin to draw closer to the castle, you begin to notice passively the increase in posters. One poster in particular catches your eye in Captain Darnum Khan. As you progress past these levels, I need you to make a stealth roll. But you get advantage because you're concealed and you're being led by 
what is perceivably sawn per. No, right? So, which also reduces the score. Ooh, okay. Okay. 12 plus f- 17. 17? You walk past this first section with ease. No problem whatsoever. No one disturbs you at all. You walk past the group of guards that are patrolling, and you ascend further closer. Give me another stealth roll as you progress. Okay. Again, with advantage. Okay, so... Okay, so that's a little worse. 16. 16? Still not bad. You manage to make your way. There's rumbling with the guards. You hear passively that... Them talking about... Aeon Leifel, the, the current reigning heir, is spreading himself too thin, perchance. That maybe this hunting after this thing that which they don't know of, just that he's hunting for something, may not be worth it, especially if he's looking to deal with a threat as serious as Calgrim. They don't say Calgrim per, uh, specifically, but you can insinuate, based off of their use of the word threat and how serious it is, and knowing Aeon Leifeld's past from your own personal historical uh, ventures... This was, is what they're referring to. Oh, okay. Alright, so just keep so my head continue. down. Mm-hmm. No, I was gonna, like, just continue. keep my head down and continue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You continue. Yes. And I just need one more stealth roll with advantage. Okay. Okay, I think I'm good. Yeah, double 15, so that's a dirty 20. Okay, dirty 20. Easier than before. The guards don't even pay you any mind. They actually double-take to Son Per, and you hear passive whispers like, Is that her? No, that can't be her. Why would she be here? No, that can't be her. You know, they don't drop a name, but because they're trying to play it off cool. But you know that they recognize Son Per, but they don't pay any mind to you. And you guys ascend to the castle gates. As you arrive at the castle gates, they are closed currently, and there are steps that lead about, probably about another... 45 to 60 feet above you. You see what is a solitary guard dressed in what looks like a silvery type of armor and antlers on flanking on each side of the head. About nine points. Um, if you're looking to compare like to, to like a stag. The guard stops you. What is your meaning of business here? And he sets on her. We are here to see Lord Aeon Leifeld. We need to speak with him about a pending threat. Okay. Natural 20. <laughs> Starting off good. Ending, maybe not. Um, a threat. A threat. Yes, a threat. And can tell immediately she too heard what was going on and she picked up on the fact that this could be an allusion to Aeon Leifeld knowing of Calgrim and knowing his past of dealing with conflicts minor or major throughout Idilla particularly Zenosha that this is something that must be addressed and are you yes Son Per this is my squire. He tends to my needs, as it were. Any sort of you know, shining my boot? 
<clears throat> she says, and then taps her foot before you. What do you do? I'll kneel down, but I'll like I'll, as I do. I'll glance at her. I just, I'll give. I'll give her like you. Like she, she looks at you. She looks at you, and you can easily read it. She just gives you that look that says like, "Play the part. Just play the part. Just like rub her boot. That's it. That's just, what you have to do. Just kneel down. I'll take out like a blue handkerchief, a, a seemingly long blue handkerchief, and just, okay. take out, just quickly shine both of her boots, and then just fold it back up and put it and just hide it back within my cloak. <clears throat> Thank you. And it's I'm, difficult to find good or rather pupils these days he happens to be the best in draconic I'll just mutter uh, yeah enjoy this enjoy this while you can and in draconic she says just play along don't worry Let's see if that gets past him oh it definitely does oh yes it definitely does <laughs> he goes what, excuse me did you say, 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 say he asked if there was anything else I said no that is all Ah, ah, yes. You request an audience with King Leofeld. Yes, is he in court currently? He says, yes, he, he is. Uh, by chance, you happen to catch him on an off day, so he doesn't have much to attend to, despite the current ongoings. Well, would you let him know that Son Per is here to speak with him in regards to the current calamities that are technically befalling not just Zenosha, but the rest of Idyllon? Oh, at, at, at once, my lady. Yes. He goes, excuse me. Yes, the name is Son Per. Just refer to me as Son Per. I don't care for this regality. That may be the nonsense of the court that he holds, but not for me. Uh, yes, Lady Per. And as he says, Lady Per, she goes, regality not wanted. Yes, sir. Uh, Son, and he awkwardly shuffles away. There's gonna be a few minutes before he returns. Uh, is there anything you would like to do, Darnum, or just just wait, bite your time, or just wait there? Says, "Have you been here with, before the King's Court before?" Just a few times. Nothing serious. Sometimes pleasurable, sometimes not. And by pleasurable, don't get the wrong idea. He's spoken for. Uh, more of the fact that he's held parties and well. <laughs> When in Suladar, drink in Suladar. If you're in Suladar, otherwise, drink wherever the hell you are at the time. That sounds about sounds about right. And I'll just look around. It's just like you. Just like you. Just take you. Take you like a quick survey of the of the courtyard. And you're pretty much where we're standing. Look back at this. Look back at the city from atop the, where we are in the castle. From where you are, you can see the blue mask, like oh. in the distance, right? And how. F- Large, this city expands, and like the monument to architecture and just ingenuity of Eldekin humans, whoever built this city, this city stands as a testament to their ability. So, and you're able to see the city from where you are. This is really impressive, all things considered. Yes, Suladar, despite being a fairly, well, Dreskill, rather, being a newer city, it has a very rich history. I, I don't know if you know anything about what transpired after the Second Unity War, that is. Uh, 
shape or wood. Mystery roll? Yeah. I was like, would, I was like, would I have any any remote idea? Well, let's see. I would say, given your past experience with the research on the champions, give me a history roll with advantage. Alright. So that's either going to be an 11 on the die, or it's double 11, which brings us to 23. Okay. So yeah, you understand a bit of the history of Dreskill and Suladar. Suladar was, after following the Second Unity War, the Elican nations became scattered tribes, and a, a lot of them were basically exiled from their pre-existing realms, because again, Idilla was one world that was asundered into nine different worlds, or realms, following the, the failed slash success, depending on the, the half-completed, rather, I should say, ritual of the Grand Concomitants. Afterwards, the Eldigans were basically, for the most part, expelled from their homelands, right? Which were mostly, I would say, like, uh, Loria was a big Eldigan homeland originally, as well as some other realms that you may or may not know of currently. And they were all kind of pushed onto Suladar. There, in Suladar, they broke into a variety of different warring tribes, and it wasn't until Aeon Leifeld, during what's referred to as a, a major conflict, when is being known as Ravnor, a failed champion of Aresh, came to be, that he united all the warring tribes into a singular banner, which is what became eventually Dreskill and the nation of Suladar, and along with his companions... Reed and Vornos, who was a scalebound, Reed was a Demakir, uh, defeated Ravnor, and eventually they parted ways, and he settled in Suladar and has been the reigning monarch since. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'm probably not in, as in depth as you described it, Shaper, but I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll do like the Cliff Notes version of that when I talk, when I when I, when I respond to um, Song Fur. Okay. Well, but again, that's but then I'll, I'll cap it off with saying, yeah, but that's all like that's all I read about. You're more studious than others. Most people don't even remember the fact that the Eldekin, in any way, shape, or form wherever anything other than what they are today so yeah well well I, I, don't, I feel like I feel like I brought up when we first met but yeah that wasn't I, all this learning wasn't even intentional this is this is more of a it was more of an of uh, an act of necessity than actual intention like Funny enough, between the two of us, it's my it's my wife Nasira. She's the she's the book she's the book smart one. I'm I'm your street smarts. <laughs> she's gonna be then again next time I say she's gonna be real surprised when you realize how much I've learned. If it means anything, and hopefully I'm not overstepping my grounds, maybe you should bring her on board. I know you're concerned about what may transpire and what can happen to her, but. With a threat such as Calgrim, if we fail, wouldn't you rather at least be able to enjoy every last minute with her, as opposed to not? And this way she can learn just as much as you do, and then, if anything, fill each gaps with one another? You see Darnum kind of, like, look uncomfortable a bit, 
not because it's not something he doesn't want to talk about so much as you know it's more like is it is it so readily apparent or should I roll for this I would say I would say let me see Darm can try and hide it but he's not a good liar okay so, give I give like me would... a deception roll. Give me a deception roll if that's the case, and I'll right. roll insight. Oop, the dice flew out Twenty three is my insight. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm not even close. Uh, because that's a, that's a, that's an that's an eight on the die, so that's a that's a six, that's a seven total. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> but yeah, she looks at you. It's unco- that's because like I don't want to talk so much as you know, like in a situation where you're first to confront something like you've been actively avoiding. And you know it's still right. for good or bad. Confronting it sooner rather than later is the best thing to do. It's that kind of uncomfortable. Like, Captain, if if I can give you any sort of advice, where you're telling me that we're bound to eventually meet again, the person who I'm or was, you know, a little down about. Maybe your wife, your wife, right? Right? You guys are. Husband and wife, right? That is true. I don't want to overstep my bounds, but what I'm going to just simply say, without telling you what to do, cherish every moment. That's it. <laughs> I, I, thank, thank you, Sonper. Oh, and I'm not trying to be dismissive or anything, but I'm going to genuinely consider this. If things go well here, then we may have some more tracking down to do. We'll put it that way. Well, I if that's the case, then I hope everything here goes as well as possible. To be honest, the female crew are a bit scarce, and knowing someone who knows you might be fun to talk to. Maybe so I can jest at you a little bit. And she looks away. <laughs> You'll see, like, it was it was going to be a chuckle until that last part. It's like, ah, oh, wait a minute. He's like, hold one minute. <laughs> wait, now, I'm not, see, I was on board until that last part. <laughs> and so about 15 minutes go by. The guard returns. The same silver armor clad guard with the nine point stag like helm. And he goes up these stairs, please. And you go straight. As we shall do and Sumper leads you up these stairs and further into the castle of Dreskill and that is where we will take our first break and we're back okay so as you ascend these steps and enter through the large oaken gates of the castle located within the city of Dreskill. You proceed past the courtyard led by Sun Per. Flanking you is an expansive garden to the left and to the right, and forward is yet another large gate. Uh, is there anything you'd like to do in this meantime as you're passing through? Anything you'd like to say to Sun Per? I'd say passing through, just... uh. Just, just gonna do the, just gonna do the, the. Oh, why I'm blanking on the phrase? Just you know, sc- you know, just casing this, casing this courtyard, figuring out where the guards are placed. If there's any anyone trying to say like 
keeping out of sight to make sure, like, you know, no chance someone, an intruder hits the grounds. These guys will be popping up from here, here, here. You know, things like those. Uh, perception roll, if that's the case. Ooh, okay. Uh, that's going to be 13 plus 17 total. 17 total. You notice that there are several guards intermittently placed throughout the flanking gardens, as it were. Some wielding ranged weaponry, mostly crossbows or bows, and others wielding, uh, wielding rather, uh, pole arms of sorts, like halberds or pikes. Hmm. Okay. All right, so standard fare, all around. Mm-hmm. And as you continued forward, you passed yet the second gate, as it were, entering the castle proper. You're led into this large throne room of sorts. And sitting about roughly a hundred feet away from you is the reigning monarch of Suladar. Sunpur looks at you. Upon approaching him, once you're about roughly about 15 to 20 feet, bow. It's customary. Up to you if you want to. Um, yes, you just, like I would no. not, not trying to ruffle any feathers, you know, definitely bow. So you approach, and as you approach, <clears throat> get closer, and when you reach that, that length that she had described, you both bow. Oh, let me put the music on. That'd be smart for me. And you both bow. And he motions for you to rise. Sumper approaches him. You close to her. How how far are you from her? I'll start giving like a good I'll do like five feet five feet, like behind and to the left. Well, I would say her left would be his right. Okay. I was told that Son Per requested an audience with me. And that she thought sought an audience pertaining to current potential calamities were necessary. Last I checked, Son Per didn't care about what happened. Why the sudden change? Well, let's see, I've ran into a recent group of adventurers, and they persuaded me, as such, to actually get involved and be a bit more proactive. And as such, who better than someone such as yourself, who cares about the realms, and, well, Idilla as a whole. Perception roll. Oh, Trajan. Oh, very good. Okay. <clears throat> I suppose. Makes sense. And. I never knew you to keep company. You always came across as someone a bit more solitary. You brought on a squire. As it were, one very tentative to duty, and he puts his foot out and taps it, just very much like Somper did in front of the guard earlier. What is it that you will do? Hmm. 
darn him. Well, so I guess I'll just like you know, like I would say same thing. Just <clears throat> excuse me, same thing. Just go and just pull out the, the the blue handkerchief, the long blue handkerchief. Just I guess scrub or wipe off the boot. Well trained. I appreciate such a thing. Good help is hard to have. If she doesn't pay you quite well enough, I can. Does that pique your interest, Squire? I'll 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 say in Draconic. Uh, I doubt you could afford me, and I'll just I'll, I'll just lean. I'll just look back towards Sunper, and just like shrug, and then just head and just, just take a few steps back. He looks at you for a moment. He recognizes the language from what you can gather, Fuck. but doesn't understand it. Mm. And he looks at Sonper. What is it that he said? <laughs> With all due respect. He prefers my company to yours, seeing as how he doesn't exactly know you yet. Ah. Okay. Understandable. What is it that brings you here? I understand the threat that looms above Idilla and her realms, but seem not to care. There were many threats and calamities since the second unity war that you let go by. Why care now? I find it a bit suspicious. Justifiably so. But Calgrim holds a very, shall we say, personal spot in my heart. And there are some friends no longer with us. Rova being one of them. That I could not... I couldn't forgive myself if she were still alive and with us today. And she knew that I simply just let Calgary free. Understandably so. So, what is it that I can do for you? Oh, that's the thing. I think my, uh, squire actually has more of a stake in all this than I do, don't you? And she looks at you. Go on. So I'll just say in Draconic, like I can drop, I can drop the charade. I'll protect you neatly, she says in Draconic. You needn't worry. And then, well, then, and if anything escalates beyond that, I will make sure that you are first out, and I'm the last one. Right, and then well, in the common tongue, well, if that's the case, I can, I'll take a, I'll, I'll take a step forward and dramatically pull my hood back. <sighs> I believe he can dispense with the subterfuge. His eyes widen, and there's an infuriated glare on his face. What is the meaning of this? You considering that I've been, I've been. I've been within arm's length of you, and you, and this, and the worst, and the only thing that's worse for wear is that your boots are a bit shine, uh, a bit more clean. I think you can, you can surmise that we, that I mean you no harm. Persuasion roll with advantage. That's the bad thing. Uh, no, but. Uh... Oh, 
Okay. So that's going to be a 15 minus 1, a 14. I've had better shines, but I... Not the worst. I'll afford you a few minutes. And he looks at Sonper. You sly snake. She goes, well, I may have been Gracchus's champion, but there was a time where I humored Vulcan. And he scowls at both of you. Serpent. Go on. Well, in spite of, uh, in spite of your, uh, <laughs> uh, ill feelings at the moment, we are, in fact, are on the same side. It seems that this, for whatever reason, we seem to be at a bit of cross-purposes. Uh, I find you inadequate in your abilities, your compatriots, and you, for the reasons why Calgrim is free. And then Son Per steps in. But if I'm not mistaken, it was you who freed Ravnor. Correct? And you see he looks away. That has never been confirmed. Uh, has it not? It doesn't matter. That's in the past. Ravnor's dead. I sought to it myself. As we seek to see see this through with Calgrim ourselves, we've made a number of great strides in not only crippling his forces, but also hampering the myriad of, the myriad of plans he had in place from from well, not only recently, but from what it seemed to be had been <laughs> laid in wait centuries past. We've been hampering his steps every hampering his plans every step of the way. Is that so? What exactly have you done, greater than I, to deal with the threat of Calgrim? I've amassed the entire Eldikin armies of Suladar. I've negotiated p- deals with the Aetherians of Shresh. What have you done? With, with, with minimal bloodshed, we were able to dispel two-thirds of, his, of Calgrim's amassed forces and an in a matter of hours. Uh, How so? Well, we were able to seek out the, the ones leading his forces, the one who led the bulk of his forces. We were able to just, we were able to uh, send him back to the realm from which he came and with it, the forces that all held sway under him. It seems that their loyalty lied with his lieutenant and ra- instead of Calvin himself. So it was, it was an easier matter of dealing with that. Persuasion roll. All right. Uh, hot diggity shit. Seventeen. Okay. And what else did his, you do? His chief scientists, Dr. Xander Narod and the one known as Mirth. Give me a in give me a perception roll as you mention Narod. Okay. Okay, that's gonna be 13... Okay, so 7... Yep, 17 is all around. 17. You notice instantly his attention is peaked, as you mentioned, Narad. Doctor... In, in, in separate offenses, Mirth has, was, was, dis, was dispatched, and I personally ended the life of Dr. Xander Narad myself. 
Is this true? He looks at Sumper. I, I saw it myself. Deception check. Nope. <laughs> Holy shit, 23. She passes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was worried there for a second. <laughs> I see. Yes, I watched the life leave his eyes before his entire estate was raised to the ground. So, you seek for me to remove whatever bounty I'm assuming I've placed on you? Uh, yes. That would be the most agreeable outcome for myself. But... Well, if that's the case, then you understand that the bounty was placed not necessarily to remove you as in being but rather to retrieve an object that you have that I paid great money for to retrieve through my agents. And he snaps a finger. And as he does so, an individual who you recognize steps out. Takes a few minutes, but he appears on the left side of uh, Aeon's, or rather, King Leifeld's throne. It's the gentleman who you interrogated in the jail cell who, after you broke the bars, turned into some sort of weird slime and escaped through the sewage of Kingsport. I'm incredibly sorry. Everything I said to you that day, I did not mean. I just needed some way for you to break the bindings of those cells so I can get back here. And no, I'm not working with Calgary, as you can tell double agent as all or was now I'm just simply an agent I would say you would I would say it's not it's not it's not hard to see Darnum white knuckling right now if you're not, making it obvious like also because like I'll say the moment he should because you know he's saying he's not and he's gonna and Darnum's gonna, he's gonna try real hard to get I'm going to try really hard to take you at your word for this, if only to keep the peace in the meantime. Uh, See, I told you it was a bad idea to even bring me here, but you said that... uh, Anyway, uh, I am incredibly apologetic. I did not... Anything I said, it was simply just to get you mad, I promise you, so I can get out of there. Yeah, if it means anything to you did give me quite the walloping regardless I, I, I hope that means something um considering what I was intending to do I suppose I suppose you got off well, I would say you got off light well okay uh, long story short you procured an item that he needs and we both know what that is, seeing as how I had it in my possession and then lost it after what happened. And... Yeah. So... Can we not beat around the bush? Do you have it with you? Considering I knew where I was going, I decided not to have it on my person. As you, you can understand, I imagine you can all understand why I wouldn't bring it with me. For one. Also, in my possession, I decided to take the time to examine and research exactly what this artifact is. And 
as much as I'd be happy to hand it over, in good conscience, I... It'd be better if I didn't. Now, you see, that's where the problems is they failed responding. This is where the problem lies. I paid good money f- for the retrieval of such. So, here's the thing. And he snaps his fingers. And all of a sudden, to his surprise, two guards appear right behind the gentleman who was in the cell. And they grab him both by the arms and forcibly bring him down. They bring him down to his knee, kicking him behind his kneecaps. And one raises what looks like a a pole arm, or pole, yeah, pole arm, to the back of his neck. I paid him to retrieve it. Seeing as how you have it, and he failed me. Choice is yours. Return what I paid for. Or he dies. Wait, and I'll, and I'll, see I'll raise a hand. Wait, wait, you wait. see the... Oh, God. Like, just raise a hand, just trying to tell him to hold up. Wait, 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 wait. Exactly yes. what do you know of that of this artifact? Not what you paid for it, but what you've learned of it when you when you decided to acquire it. I learned that the artifact was something that could contain a great evil. And seeing as it's Calgrim, I don't understand anything else other than Calgrim being the greatest evil. And you see the guy down below is like, uh, 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 excuse me, this was not a part of our contract. Uh, and he looks at you, please, for the love of God, give him what he wants, or at least convince him of not separating my head from my body. What I did in that cell was a one-time gimmick. Well, I must I must let you know that you that you only have a partial insight on that on that artifact. Indeed it does it does affect the evil, and Calgrim is the most evil. But even it has its limits. And it's already and it's at this point already reached it. To use it on Calgrim now wouldn't stop him so much as destroy what that artifact is and whatever evil, whatever the evils that have already been contained may or may not be freed. So you may, so it wouldn't, so from the research I've done, and like my hand is still up, and the research I've done, more than, you're more than likely set to give Calgrim a, a force of evil, force, like of, of, of evil entities that are now suddenly freed rather than dispatch of him directly. And what exactly does the artifact do from what I seem to know or lack thereof? It, uh, in its base function, it entombs, it entombs the soul of whatever nefarious entity is, is, is granted possession of it. But from what I've discovered is that it also corrupts the one using it so that it would end up that the person themselves would end up being consumed by the artifact as well. And do you know of how many hands this artifact has traded? I don't have an exact number, but it is in the hundreds. 
which means there are hundreds upon hundreds of souls already trapped within, waiting to be released once it falls into Calgrim's hands. Persuasion roll. Don't fail me now! Uh, Six. Yes, good sir. That was a that was a six on the die. Oh, oh, Lord, so yeah. oh. So yeah, that's that's bad. Turns out he doesn't care about these people. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. It's like Warren Ellis now. Anyway, um. Unfortunately, I still don't think you are necessarily the best individual to contain this artifact, but I also think you are capable of potentially helping me defeat Calgrim. So how about we come to some sort of agreement? Alright, I can, at the very least, I can listen to your terms. If what you've said is true, and you seem to have a champion who backs you and such, a former champion, as it were, I can understand that maybe, just maybe, you're not as incompetent, neither are your party, in dealing the threats with Calgrim. I'm willing to let you keep the artifact, but... Only, and I mean only, on the account that as you draw near to Calgrim and as you accomplish any sort of feats, you inform me of such. So, if you are closer to destroying, should we say, well, Narod's gone, but another bastion of his armada so I may better direct my armies in protecting or securing lands pertinent. Okay. Well? I I believe that is is an acceptable arrangement. I'll glance over to Sonfer and uh, our gentleman being held to the ground. I believe that could be an acceptable arrangement. Also, I'll be sending him, and he points to the very gentleman on the ground, with you as a liaison. Upon completion of such, you will send him back to me, so he can inform me of such accomplishments. If he is not to return to me after doing so, for a prolonged period of time, or I ever find that there is an absence in response from him, and I'm more than capable of finding such, I will then pursue and resume whatever bounties you have on your head, Captain Han. I believe, uh, not to speak, not to speak for this gentleman here, but I believe he can find, he'll find that most agreeable. 
Easy, he looks back and he nods his head very frantically. <laughs> well then, if that's the case, then let them go. And, for now, suspend the bounty on Captain Han's head. Let Jura know. Is there anything else while you're in my court, Captain Han or Champion Purr? Song Purr looks away and shrugs him off like whatever. What about you, Captain Han? Anything? Well, you, well, in the midst of explaining why I was inadequate, you did answer one question. You did, you do have him, you have him asked a sizable force to combat Calgrim. I would just... I would just request that when the time comes and should the need arise, as uh, as our friend will inform you when and where to strike, that you would do so post-haste. We shall. Should the need arise. If you're looking for any more, I highly recommend you seek a old compatriot of mine, someone who I've established a longing relationship with, someone who's been more than reliable, the reigning monarch of Innsgrad. Oh. If allies are who you seek, the vampire of Innsgrad, along with their people, okay. are some of the most ferocious combatants I have ever seen. They're hunters. <laughs> the weapons they wield during hunts. Ferocious, to say the least. And not, well, despite how simple they may appear on the surface, are the exact opposite of such. Huh. Well, if that's the case, then finding them would be a great boon to the cause. If that is where you will go next, I will be more than happy to inform the reigning monarch of your arrival. Thank you. Uh, we will do so immediately. And he bows his head to you, and then motions for you to depart from his court along with such the individual who is basically almost put on the uh, chopping block accompanies you oh fuck me that was absolutely terrifying uh, no hard feelings about what happened previously I apologize again uh, just playing the part such is my job I'm a bit of a, uh... And you see he morphs into a different appearance. Into a different, you know... As such, I can turn into different things. That's a useful skill to have. To say the least. Yes. And he sheds the actual thing, and you see somewhat something similar to what you noticed with Aiden. Uh, this weird biomechanical appearance. There's not necessarily a definitive, um assertion of what he was once before, but you see this bio, this mix of biomechanicalness. 
Yes, it's always good to have an Empyrean on board. All right, and by, by, by what name do you travel under? Oh, well, you just simply can call me Cun. C-U-N, as it were. Oh, let me get that spelling one more time. C-U-N, Cun. All right, Cun. Uh, you see Darnum kind of pause for a second. Uh, hopefully no one gets really mad at him because that's just that's going to be a real easy name to twist around uh I'm used to all sorts of derogatory terms like hey you cunt or hey you cunning bastard I, I'm used to it uh, well, as long, well as long as you're used to it I believe we have uh, well I will say I'll just extend a hand welcome, welcome to the crew no, well, happy to serve, and thank you for sparing me from getting my head chopped. Uh, it's the least I could do. Well, frankly, the least I could have done was just to let it happen before I ta- before I uh, explained my case. But it was something I could have done. Well then, where are we going now? Uh, we're gonna. Well, there is. There are three stops I need to make before we return back to the Skyport and make our way. But, um... Okay, do you need me to accompany or I can return to the ship? Uh, you can you can accompany if you wish. But if you do decide and... to travel to the Blue Mask, I would say let them know that Captain Han has, uh, requested, has, has explained that you are to come aboard and to find lodging within, the, within, the ca- within one of the cabins. I think if... It might be better yet to be served if I accompany you, seeing as how you just recently have been relinquished of having a bounty on your head, and I don't think such a thing has been yet traveled across the realms or even Dreskill, as it, as it were. So I'll, I'll accompany you just to make sure if any of the gods offer any sort of problems, you're left to be alone. Oh, sure thing. Also, I did manage to make it here on my own with uh, Sanper's assistance, so if worse comes to worse, it would be nice to have someone to talk things out, but just to be honest, I'm going to pop the hood back on, just in case anyone decides to uh, get a little uh, inquisitive. I'll just put the hood back on. Should you see fit? By all means, lead the way, Captain. And we're off. We're going to make our way, I would say... If we're going to be leaving the castle grounds, we'll work backwards. We'll go. Like, we can stop by the by Alabaster Books. Okay. So you swing by Alabaster Books. The bookstore is still open. It's about, I should say, close to the latter part of midday. What is it that you're seeking as you enter this bookstore? You notice that there are reams of books flanking your left and your right, and you see stacks of books actually piled like about waist high as you enter and a little cat collar bell chime as you do so what are you seeking and what are you looking to do I'll say any books on philosophy I'll be looking for what type of philosophy I'll say anything on the nature of I would say on the nature of what would appeal to I'll say anything on the nature of man vis-a-vis nature versus nurture what drives people to do the things they do 
Okay. So you find a variety of books associated with philosophy. You find books such as Meditations, right? You find books on various different individual philosophies, right? Uh, when it comes to the nature of, rather, nature versus nurture of man, there are a series of books. Are you going to gr- glimpse through them, or...? I'll thumb, I'll, I'll thumb through a bit. I want to see if there's anything that that feels like that could pique someone's, that pique someone's interest. I don't, I don't mean, like, just, like, the baseline. Here's, like, your introductory level. Like, something in-depth. Okay. Give me an investigation roll. Okay. Investigation, eh? Oh, this is the best roll I had all night. It's a 17 plus 7. That's a 24. 24? Okay. So, you find a book written by a philosopher that you... What's your intelligence? Intelligent is currently at 15. Okay. You find a philosophy book written by a um, well, philosopher known as Guar. You understand Guar was a human, right? So it's a very relatively new text. And as such, the talks, the rather the postulations that are presented within the book written by Guar kind of explore the dynamics of nature versus nurture and how nature is a predominant force in an individual but irregardless of such nurture can override such and that it ties into the adaptability adaptability predominantly the self-preservation aspect of human behavior if and only if it is what's postulated in the book that if going against nature is survivability, then an individual will go against uh, will go against it. If not, they will continue to perceptually go with what is nature. Like I'll just take I'll just take this book and I'll just I'll, I'll Paul approach. Is there a clerk or is there like a like a counter? Yeah. I'll just approach the counter. So just, uh... upon entering, there has been a clerk that's been standing at the desk. It is a Kiasi. His eyes glaring red. His skin hue, somewhat of a cross between a darkened hue of blue with intermittent intermittent patches of violet. And he looks at you. Anything I can help you with today? Oh, yes, I'd be looking to, uh, just perusing your books, and I found this one, and I would like to uh, purchase. purchase Is that all you're looking for today, or is there anything else? Oh, this seems to be just fine. I I may return in the future, but for now, this would be something I just wanted to get a hand on. Well, that'll be about 15 Gilda. Uh, Not a problem. I'll just hand over the, like, you know, like hesitation, just plop down to 15, hand that over. He takes it. All yours. Have a great day. I do hope you found what you're looking for and that, well, come back. 
thank you, thank you. And just is nod graciously, and then just, uh, I will depart. Okay. You depart with your book by Guar and his meditations, as it were. Lord Humongous will be pleased. Where is it that you like to go next? You know, uh, I'm gonna go to, uh, next, back in reverse order, going, gonna make my way to the hogwash. I gotta put an order in. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I just kick in the door. You, you know why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I already knew. I already knew. I was like, I just went in here. If you're gonna <laughs> hogwash, we're gonna skip it. Uh, you go to hogwash, and immediately you just see what looks like a demic here just slashing at this piece of just meat and you shink slide it over shink slide it over shink slide it over and you see that there are a couple of other people in there but you also notice that there is a a, a little bit of a, a, a counter of some kind it says now serving insert number here right and then you see a little bit closer to your right a little ticket pull what do you do can I see what the number is on the ticket pull before I pull it? Yeah, absolutely. It says 46. And I'll look over to where it says now serving, and which no- I'll see which number pops up there. Yeah, well, no, the the thing says now serving 46. Oh, okay. So I'll, Yeah, I'll, so it says now serving 46. I'll take the ticket. I'll just grab the ticket pull and then see which number I got. Ticket pull says now serving 50. But there are only two other people ahead of you. Oh, okay. Not too bad. I suppose we could, I could, I could wait here. And we'll just uh, give it a few minutes, I suppose. How's that sound? I'll okay. over to Sanper and Kun. So the the other two go by. Boom. Forty seven gets served. Forty eight gets served. Forty nine doesn't answer. Then comes fifty. No, 49. I'll do no, that. 48 thing. doesn't get served. And yeah, so it skips too. Yeah, you do that goes, thing where you kind of stand there and wait to see if. Yeah, pretty much. Like it says, now serving 48. Clearly, there's only you and you're not responding, right? <laughs> now serving 48. Just, just look around. Watch his watch. All right, moving on. Now serving 49. Same repetitiveness, nothing. Yeah, it's incredibly infuriating, potentially. And then your number comes up. Yes. Hi, hello. Hi, hello. Hi, what can I get for you? I hear you have Razorback. Wait, I got it right, right? Razorback? Yep, Razorback. Yep, we got the Razorback. Now, how much... Uh, You're looking for Razorback chops? You're looking for Razorback sausage? You're looking for Razorback uh, ribs? What are you looking for exactly? I, I definitely know you ain't looking for the back part. <laughs> Unless you're looking to all, lose all your teeth and then, uh, yeah. You know what? How much for the whole kitten caboodle? Whole hog? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, you. I'd look forward to someone like you. That's going to be about 250 gilda. Where's the hog? Where the hog's going? Uh, that's going to be going to uh, well. I have a ship that's that's uh, docked in the Skyport. Uh, you're okay. looking for the uh, looking for the blue mask. It's going to be okay. Hard to miss. Oh, the so four hogs cleaned out. Blue mask. Gotcha. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Look, Anything look, else? Look for the banner. My face. Skeleton. Bottom half. Okay. Your face. Your face is on the banner. 
I see you're one of those uh, self-aggrandizing uh, captains. I understand. Most captains are like that. Okay. Uh, well, uh, after that, um, other than that, um, no, I was I was here because I was tempted by the Razorbacks. Uh, but rest assured, I will be looking for your patrons once. Again. I'll be sure to patronize this place once again. No, oh, if we have more than just Razorback, but if, you know, Aladdin. If you're looking for any sort of Aladdin legs, oh. we do have uh, Aladdin legs on special. You get about uh two and a half pounds, and we'll serve it with some nice spice and seasoning, and we'll steam them for you too. Uh, oh, that sounds delicious! And provide the Ethereum cutlery too. Oh. You see, Darnum gets taken out. Like, you know, like, the, like you know that impressed stare people give, like when you say, like, you just like something doled out. That's like, like, damn, I didn't think you had that, but all right, that's what I. That's yeah, what he does. No, no, no. I. It's it's kind of. Uh, if you're gonna buy Aladdin legs, you might as well. You know, that's imported straight for straight from Boudoir itself. The only place you can get Aladdin. Oh, in that case, in that case, I'm I'm definitely gonna. I definitely have a reason to come back again. Oh well, please do. Rest assured, thank you so much. And uh, I, I didn't, I didn't catch your name. Uh, well, I don't necessarily like to give my name out too much. Uh, if, if you want, well, you can uh, simply call my. Uh, due to certain business reasons, we can call myself uh, just Um. Hmm. Um. A M. Um. Oh no! No, say no more. Say no more. I like tap my nose, like oh no no, mum's a word. Yeah yeah exactly exactly. You see, I I I bumped into some unscrupulous individuals in my past, unsavory folk that weren't exactly uh, shall we say of the words like you know gentlemen like you and me. And so because of such, I've I've had to resort to uh, giving out names that ain't exactly names. You understand, don't you, Captain? Oh no, that's, that's wholly understandable. Say no, <laughs> say no more. I'm just an honest butcher looking to uh, make a living for me and my family. You understand that, right? Oh yes, not gonna. You. Wouldn't want to. Wouldn't want to uh, do any undue ruffling of feathers. I understand. That's good. You also understand. That I'd like to be, shall we say, not referred to. Oh, precisely. I feel, and, and I feel, and I feel like we're doing that nod. Now. I was like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we know what you're talking about. <laughs> what, what are those? And my client, and that my clientele is on a person by person basis. And he winks at you. Right, right. I do have a number of uh, a friends who would also enjoy your wares, but I'll be sure to make sure that you get a good look at them first before uh, they show up. Good. I'm glad we can uh, agree to such terms. Take care, uh, Captain Han. Right. Oh yes, and you take care as well. And I'll and I'll just nod and wink, and then just uh, take my leave. And he winks at you as you take your leave. You begin to continue on forward. What is the next point of uh, interest, as it were? 
All right, for the next, I guess the last place would be going to the uh, the Plucked Raven, or the Plucked Crow, as okay. well. You go to the Plucked Raven. As you do so, you enter the, oh, do you enter the shop? Oh, yes, I'll just look around, make sure it's still open, and then just make, and if it is, I'll just make way inside. Yep. Inside the Plucked Raven, there are a variety of different, well, give me a nature roll, a uh, variety of different herbicultural ingredients flanking your left and your right. Ooh, okay, just take a, take a good look, see if I recognize any of them. Mm-hmm. If I get a if I get a good look at it, if I recognize any of them, you know, see, pick up which yeah, I can. Yeah, give me a nature roll. Yeah. All right, let's try this. Uh... Ooh, that's a six on the dice. That's thirteen. Thirteen. While you can't name them specifically, you do acknowledge that. Okay. This one I definitely have seen in the past from your own personal experience when it comes to your pit fighting. This was used to heal wounds. This was used to mend bones. This was used to actually uh, establish some sort of circulation in blood to alleviate any sort of bruising. But the names themselves elude you. Okay, I've recognized some, but not others. But I know what those are for. And if you want to clot something, that's a good, that's a bad, that's a good one right there. Okay, like I'll do the touristy thing. I'm just kind of spinning around, walking back and forth, like you know, just until I get to a counter or to someone, just looking around. You approach the counter, and as you do so, there's an individual standing behind it. How may I help? Uh, hi. Seemingly appearing out of nowhere. Ah, uh, oh, hello. Um, yes, I was uh, uh, <laughs> actually here because I wanted to, uh, per, uh, you know, I saw your display a little early. I believe it was you. The display early with the, with the with the potion. It splashed against the wall and it did the dissolve. I was looking oh, this. yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was me experimenting with, uh, shall we say, inability. Oh, well, if I were to describe an effect that I've that I've seen, would you be able to craft maybe a potion or something, or something to that effect here uh, as well? Uh, I wait. Are you looking to acquire a potion or engage and inform yourself on the alchemical arts? Oh, well. And he rubs his hands together very inquisitively. But well, anxiously. Well, I've I've been one that's been that's uh at, well, I'm a I'm a I'm a doctor of sorts, so I've treated people with salves and uh, certain potions before. But what I'm looking for is something more or less of a you no, know, maybe not so much as a, in the medicinal sense, and more of like in offensive purposes, if it makes sense. I mean, I can provide you with all sorts of alchemical abilities or such. It really okay. depends on what you're looking for. Well, I came across this... Are you looking to ensanguinate your enemies, or are you looking to make them feel the biting corrosiveness? Uh, it's not anything that severe. <laughs> you see, and he does like, un- like a little bit of an uncomfortable chuckle. <laughs> uh, well, there was a, there's like a, like a spider-like thread that I encountered in my travels, and I was able to procure some, and 
in the course of defending myself against some rather uh, unscrupulous people. Um, okay. I uh, threw it. You and still it, have the thread with you? Uh, no, I ignited it. But the effect was, it once became ignited, it kind of aeros- it was a bit aerosolized, and it left them incapacitated, it, like in a daze, as it were. Uh, I was looking to see if there's anything that you might be able to have or create that could recreate that effect. He kicks back his seat. Provide me with just but a moment, please. Mm. Exactly what did this effect do to the agents, as it were? Well, once I had thrown, once I had thrown it and ignited it, they, they inhaled it, and then they became... It was almost like they were in a stupor, as it were. Complete... Like, from, from, my, from my view, they were completely incapacitated. Still, like, still, still vertical, just wholly unresponsive. So they were aware of what they were doing, but just couldn't do anything about it. I, that I'm unsure. I didn't really give them the time. I didn't give them the time to try and figure that out for themselves. Well, you see, that's the problem as being as a plague doctor myself. It's kind of difficult to be able to assist you in what time, you know, what you seek. If, well, you don't know what it is that you seek. Well. If maybe not staying completely hunt, perhaps we can go leaning into the more incapacitated version of it, where it's they are completely taken out of the equation. I may have something for you, if that's the case. It might not necessarily be exactly what you're looking for, but uh, it may very well fulfill the, shall we say, desired result. Okay, I'm listening. All right, uh, I'll be right with you. And you see, he shuffles back into the shop, like into the behind the shop, as it were. Uh, is there anything you like to do while he's looking, or no? Does he? Have, would he happen to have a display of any other potions, like out, like out in the open, or just? There are a variety of different potions on the uh, in within the glass case. Okay, within as the, it were. Within the anything glass. catching your eye when it comes to color or? Sure, I'll say like if there's anything, because I know you don't keep up like you're like in the D and D parlance of just you know this color, like this color, just the you know so anything out of the ordinary, like maybe like fluorescent, even something that would stand out in a way where that that should like you know, that shouldn't be that color, like that kind of mindset. Yeah, so there are two potions rather that seem to resemble. One looks like a very vibrant range of color, right? Which you've never seen in a potion before, right? And then the other looks like a very vivid red potion that stands out more than the stereotypical healing potion from what you've come to know. Okay. 
So I'll do the thing, I'll do the movie thing where you get closer to the case where it's, and you can see it reflect this, the glint of it reflecting from the case, from the, from the potion to the case to my eyes and back and forth. And then I guess until whatever someone notices, they just call my attention like, oh, what? So as you look at both potions, you notice that one potion in particular, the more crimson color, has a BLD type of sticker to it. As you do notice that, the apothecary returns. I have a potion that very well could serve your interests. Should you be interested? Oh, of course. Okay. Well, uh, would you like me to teach you how to use it, or would you rather... Shall we say, return to me for return business? Oh, certainly. I would certainly. I'm, I'm happy to learn how this how this particular potion can be used, uh, especially if it's something where I can't, if if possible, just to have it um, inhale or in, or breathe it in, as opposed to trying to force them to drink it, which would be a lot harder. Intelligent saving throw. Oh. Yes. Oh. Okay. Uh. I, it's not my worst roll. It's not the best. Uh, 16. 14 plus 2. Okay. You learn the initial components of this potion, as it were. This potion specializes in incapacitating individuals. Should they not meet a, shall we say, constitution saving throw of sorts. Okay. You learn the basics, but you're not quite an expert yet. Alright. And how many of these would you say that you have? Well, on my persons, I can provide you with three. Should you be willing, I can sacrifice such, and you can to not only make them yourselves, but make them routinely, despite the lack of ingredients, substituting whatever may be for ethereal, or rather, etheric energies. I'd be willing to, to purchase one, but also utilize the, the, the knowledge you'd be willing to share, and I'd be happy to compensate you for that as well, to, to, create it, to continue to create it myself. Same role as before. Oh, okay. With advantage. Okay, so that's either going to be a 16 on the die. Okay, so it's 16, so it's 18 total. Okay. So, you gain the ability of known as Savoring Gas. Ooh. In a 3x3 AoE, 30 feet of your character. You're able to chalk a stunning or chalk a stunning gas potion. They have to make a constitution saving throw equal to your save Right? And the duration is until they succeed on the save or they uh what's it called? Uh take a hit. Okay. Yeah. So that is the
Now, uh... Oh. Are you good, sir? Uh, well... What I would also... Cause it's, <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't say I happen to be drawn to these... And I'll motion towards the, the shining... The bright green and the, the bright red ones. The red, red one in particular, mm -hmm. the crimson one. That if I didn't quite... Uh, my eye was kind of drawn towards these two. This one in particular, I um, just wanted to inquire more about these. By all means. Allow me to satiate such curiosity. But I will inform you that engaging in such <laughs> will leave your, I would say, opponents dried out. Should you splash it upon them, would bleed them dry. Are you looking to procure this type of potion, or are you looking to, as well, learn to make such? I could, I could stand to learn how to make this this kind of potion as well. Well then, if that's the case. Shall we begin? Give me a intelligence roll. Okay. Add your intelligence save, essentially. Let's see how this goes. Oh. Going to be 18 total. 16 plus 2. Okay. So, as she begins to show you how to do so, you're kind of overtaken by your previous experience. And as you do so, you Finding the effects of the glass breaking upon the surface of your target with the anticoagulant agent of the potion. So while the potion is technically, if the person were to consume it, rendered inert, unless they are exposed to some sort of bladed trauma, it is the bladed trauma in conjunction with the um, shall we say, uh, anticoagulant agent that causes such bleeding. And as such, I'll bore you with the detail later, but you do learn the bleeding potion as it were. Hmm. Curious. So yeah, you do learn the Ocean, as it were. All right. I didn't cut out there at all, did I? Oh, okay. I feel like you might have just cut out just now. Did I cut out previously, or did I cut out now? Or I got the explanation, but then the music stopped for a second. But I think you were still talking. Okay. No. So, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming the description. Is provided so. Okay, so you're yeah, you definitely start cutting out again because you're 
You said I got, and I got the end of description. Hello, can you hear me? Uh, you're going a bit in and out. I can hear you, but what is going on? This is absolutely absurd. Can you hear me? Yes, now I can hear you, without interrupting. Okay. To say. The... Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, that is weird. Um, might have to be an editing thing. So. Okay. But you have acquired the bleeding potion, or rather the bloodletting potion, as it were. Excellent bloodletting potion. I got stunning gas, bloodletting potion. Actually, just remove this filter, if anything, because it might be causing more problems than they're worth. Okay. There we go. Yep. So is it? What is it that you would like to do? Well, with that, with that, with that, with that completed, I suppose I just head back to the blue mask and just await the ship in the Razorbacks. Okay. You return to the ships and you await the arrival of the Razorbacks. They come, and as they do, what is it that you would like to do? All right. Once they arrive, I'll have to instruct. Make sure these these Razorbacks are putting our in, for into special into our, as a special store. These are only going to be used for special occasions. If if I'm not the one telling you to bring them out, do not bring them out under any circumstances. So if that big scary guy says to bring them out because he saw them, not to bring them out. Exactly. What if he threatens to kill me? I highly doubt he's going to threaten to kill you if you don't if he doesn't get it. Have you seen him eat before? I have. That's how I know he's not going to threaten to kill you to do it. Okay. I'll take your word. And he resumes. You just, I'll, I'll just look over to Sopper. I'm putting a lot of faith he's not going to threaten to kill that guy. I can't promise whether Valak will or will not kill him. It depends on how hungry Valak is. Honestly, I would hope he's eating before I got here. Wait, what? I would hope he's eating before we got back. Uh, well, 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 he hasn't seen anything, but you know, Balak. Should he be inquisitive enough, he's gonna look around. There's not like a particular like storage area, like a safe within a like a like a meat locker or something where you wouldn't be tempted just to open up and look inside, would you? You do know as a captain <laughs> mask, you would know that when you acquired the ship, there was a secret hold of sorts. And that secret hold was used to hide, like, you know, the very artifact that you found that established that bounty that was on your head. Was that refrigerated in any way, shape, or form? It wasn't, but it could be made to. You know, I'm, you want to. I'm gonna rush. O- I'm gonna rush over to Goldtongue and just get him on that like ASAP. It's <laughs> uh, gonna take me at least a couple days. Uh, I I could for another fifteen hundred gilda. I could make it happen literally overnight. I'm gonna just without without responding, just hand over the, the fifteen hundred. Consider if, it done. Okay, no if, problem. If you saw what I'm bringing in, you'll understand why. 
Okay, uh, whatever. I don't question anything you say. Not my business. You pay, I do. That's why you're the best, and I just and I and I, and I make Louis. <laughs> That's not why I'm the best. No, not at all. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> I'm the best for an entirely different region. I'll just return back to San Per and Coon, and I guess at this point we'll we'll put we'll make directions, let them know well, where, where we're headed next. We got a group to find, but I suppose. At this point, just gotta make sure I introduce the rest of the crew, the rest of the party to Coon, get get them up to speed on what we missed. Oh well, oh well, oh well. I'll rather say on what they missed, rather. So long as he is in your party, you have an advantage on well, off the ship or on the ship rather. So long as he's on or off the ship, you have advantage on any sort of disguising, if that makes sense. Oh, nice. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Shouldn't he be? I feel like I feel like we need I feel like we haven't we haven't done enough disguising as so out of pick out of character. We haven't done that much in the way he disguises, but I feel like now that we can. Who knows what'll happen? Precisely. So now that you have returned to the Blue Mask, is there anything else that you would like to do? Uh, I would say not at the moment. We just set course, and I'm not sure how long it'll take for us to find them. Okay. So, as you return to the Blue Mask, after going about your day's adventure, that is where we will call the night? Nope. Or rather, the session. I've been your host and shaper, Michael DeLeon. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for joining us, shaper, or rather, champion, Darnum Han, or rather, yeah, Captain Darnum Han. Uh, glad uh, played by our very own Vash. Glad to be back. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, I'm glad we all like we made it out relatively unscathed, except for those Razorbacks. Mm-hmm. Considering where you went to, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. And if you enjoyed listening to what you heard tonight, please be uh, give a like and review on whatever podcast platform that you choose to listen to the show on. And with that being said, until next time, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>